This is Jason. And this is Renee. You are listening to The Good Samaritan, where we get to shed some light on the positives. If you know a Good Samaritan, let us know. Give us a call at 865-242-4267. That number again, 865-242-4267. Today we have here with us Pastor Michael Dent of the Follett Church of God, located at 1906 Jacksboro Pike. Uh, Welcome, Pastor Dent. Well, thank you for having me here. This is a privilege and an honor. I appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what ignited the desire to become a pastor? Well, uh, this work has begun years ago. I entered the ministry on March the 5th, 1976, and to become a pastor was just something that came natural with the calling. I mean, I've done um, pastoral work and evangelistic work, youth work, missions work, all kinds of stuff. You served as a music minister and all that, so you know it's just part of it. Oh, that's neat. It really is. Um, again, we are honored to have you here with us, and uh, great to see how the Lord is working in your life and leading you into the great works you're doing. Um, following up with that, um, as we were learning more about you and your church and everything you're doing, we were uh, very interested to see um, that you put a lot of emphasis in educational outreach in the community. And that's one of the primary reasons we wanted to name you as a Good Samaritan of Campbell County. We found that very appealing. Uh, wondering if you could explain a little bit more about what you and the LaFollette Church of God does for that educational outreach. Okay. What we do, uh, of course, our facility is somewhat large. People call it the big church. We don't consider it the big church. It's just the church up on the hill. <laughs> and um, But anyway, what we try to do is when, they, when the Board of Education, the educational uh, departments of Campbell County and even surrounding areas. We've worked with Claiborne County, we've worked with Scott County, Anderson County, and uh, different parts of East Tennessee. What they will do sometimes, for instance, they will bring their uh, student council in and do their um, orientation. And then we have um, the, uh, the board also does their in-service days for educators and staff and and uh, different faculty members, all of that leadership for the county and all that. And sometimes they use our facilities to do training. Uh, we also help out with things like uh, graduation um, ceremonies for private schools. We don't have a private school, but for private schools we do allow them to come in. Just different things as far as that's concerned. The educational part of of the uh, church reaches out into the community. We have educators in our congregation, so we try to reach out to make their job a little bit easier and to reach out to make a difference, not just in our church, but in all of Campbell County. That's great. That really is. That's extremely impressive um, that you're not just a church of God in name, but actually in spirit and in action, that you're opening your doors to the community that they can partake of your resources that you can actually assist in helping these young people with these events and as they move forward in their lives that is uh, deeply respectable and again uh, why we have you here as a good samaritan one of many reasons actually mm-hmm. that we have you here as a good samaritan well i appreciate that and and we we also try to reach out to the law enforcement uh, campbell county whether it's city or or county uh, law enforcement whatever uh, when the uh, sheriff's department has their orientation after the elections and all of that, and then they have to swear in the new officers, and every so often they they use our facility for that too. And we're glad to be part of law enforcement support as well as educational support. A church that doesn't reach out into the community is nothing more than a social club. Not against social clubs, but churches are supposed to reach out and help whoever we can. Absolutely. 
that, Pastor, that is very, very well said. I've never heard it put that way. It's perhaps the most eloquent description I've ever heard of the function a church should have. And again, deeply do respect that. And it's um, fascinating to see how much effort you all do put into that Christ-like spirit of reaching out to people, that you're, with education and with law enforcement, you're finding these pillars of what makes a community function healthily, and you're trying to do what you can to support those pillars to keep the community going well. Well, these people are important to our uh, community and to our county and to this region of East Tennessee. And uh, a lot of times they get bad raps. Uh, Fire department, uh, city police, county police, all of that, the county law enforcement, sheriff's department, everybody, sometimes they get bad raps, but they're just trying to do their job, and we're trying to support them uh, as well as our state police and and however we can because, you know, uh, if they weren't there, you would miss them. Oh, definitely. Oh, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't like the blue light special that comes on, you know. <laughs> but, but we appreciate them when we need them. Very true. Very true and well said. And I think that's a very nice summary of a lot of the outreach that we're discussing here that you're doing, that it's uh, very easily overlooked uh, things. Um, you know, you have your law enforcement, and they have their own funding, and I think a lot of people just take for granted, well, law enforcement's always going to be there, and we're just going to complain about them being there. And they don't consider all the good law enforcement does and all the help that they could use, likewise with educators, how much difficulty they face in trying to organize something like a graduation. There's a lot of overhead and logistics that go into that, and you all providing a space for that, you all reaching out, providing support to the law enforcement, makes a very tangible difference in this community, and we're grateful for it. Well, we, and not trying to sound cliche, but we're trying to do our part because if mm-hmm. we're going to be here, then we need to do something to make a difference, a positive mm-hmm. difference. As the old saying goes, when we leave this world, we want to leave it a better place. Amen. So, you yeah. know, well it's, it's not just, uh, um, it's not just from a religious aspect, but it's from, you know, we have different needs. We have physical needs, we have emotional needs, we have spiritual needs. And so, uh, you know, God created man as a threefold being, spirit, soul, and body. And so we try to reach out to help people in all three areas. And another area that I notice that you do a lot to help with is food outreach ministry. That's something that your uh, church seems to be extremely active with. Uh, would you mind to explain a little bit more about that to us? Don't mind at all. I'd be more than glad to. We have, on Thursday, uh, every week, we reach out into the community with hot meals. Now, when I'm saying that, this is not like a food pantry, which we are reorganizing our food pantry to where that we can hopefully reach out to people in emergency situations. Now, not such as like what our, our great neighbor, Open Arms, does. And we work with them and they work with us and we try to help each other. But uh, what I'm talking about is in emergency situations, if somebody has a house that's burned, their home, or if they lose employment or something like that, then we have emergency food bags that we can give them to help them. And uh, but, but beyond that, then, on Thursdays, we have a wonderful kitchen staff and outreach ministry staff that comes together to uh, deliver meals out in the community. They come in early in the morning, well, around 8.30, 8 or 8.30, and then they start preparing meals. We have a commercial kitchen. And so they prepare hot meals there. And a lot of this food that comes in is uh, donated. Most of it's donated, to be honest with you. A lot of it comes from local businesses. And some people make uh, monetary donations. And we have other uh, businesses in the area 
that will supply foodstuffs for us. Now, I'm talking about commercial businesses. I'm not talking about food agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about commercial businesses and uh, catering services. Sometimes they'll have more than they need, and they'll donate it to us. We bring it in, and uh, sometimes it's cooked, and sometimes it isn't. We prepare the food there in our kitchen. Our people put it in uh, carryout boxes like you'd get at a restaurant, and then we load it up into our church van. Then we have a team of deliverers who go out in the community to uh, um, low-cost housing, to the projects, to shut-ins, to uh, disabled veterans, to um, the elderly, to handicapped folks. And uh, we just go from different places throughout the area every week. And sometimes we'll start down in Caraville and just come this way as far as we can. Or we may go to Russell Towers one week and deliver to folks up there. The the smallest that we've ever taken out in one week, and this is not food that they come in to, to the church to get. We take it out into the community. And we just pray about where we're going to go this week. Where do we need to go, Lord? You know, You know where people need it. And so when we get there... Um, we take it to their homes. We'll knock on the doors and see if anybody's home. If they are, well, then our people just say, here, we want to bless you with a good hot meal. And sometimes they'll just start crying and say things to the effect of, you know, uh, we didn't know what we were going to do for food today. We haven't had anything to eat for three days, you know, and stuff like this. And then that gives us an opportunity to tell them that the Lord loves them and that God cares about them. Because it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. Everybody needs the Lord at some point in their life. And they need encouragement and they need help. So uh, the the lowest, what I was going to say, and I got sidetracked, but what I was going to say was this. The lowest number that we've ever taken out, I think, was something like maybe 70 or somewhere thereabouts. Wow. The most that we've taken out in one day was 400 and. 437. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, if we can make a difference in people's lives, we don't charge for it. Uh, Sometimes people insist that we receive donations. We don't promote that. Uh, We're blessed with food, and they say, why are you bringing this? And we say, well, God's blessed us so we can bless you. And, uh, you know, single mothers, uh, we try to minister to them and their children. And uh, once in a while, we'll even give them an extra meal for the next day or whatever, you know, because it's just something. Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. And he mm-hmm. said, uh, to the, to, as much as you do this to the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. So we figure that if we're trying to reach out to these people, it's not that we're just taking them food, but we're trying to share the love of God. And I think that's the most important thing. That's so heart-touching. Oh, my gosh. It truly is. That is just absolutely amazing uh, for those of you tuning in at home I've been told I say the word amazing too much this is count number one for today you can <laughs> count at home tell me how many times I say that mark it down but uh, that truly is amazing number two um, that you are doing that and just the way you approach it so much to unpack there um, the first thing that comes to my mind is I hear a lot with uh, modern Christians especially in this area why that question, why, why, why? You know, why isn't there more people going out and helping? Why is there more people going knocking on doors? Why aren't things like it used to be when people would reach out and help their neighbors? And what I see with your church is you're not asking why, you're asking how. 
how can we go out there and do these things? How can we be more Christ-like? Um, Christ you know, says that he is the head, we are to be the body. If we are wondering why we don't see Christ doing things, maybe we should ask how we as the body could be out there doing it. And it looks like your church has uh, handled that tremendously with your willingness to actually step out. Um, it's one thing to do a food pantry, which uh, you mentioned open arms, and I think a great deal of the work they've done over the years. But it's a whole other animal to actually prepare the food, cook it, get it warm, package it up, then deliver that out door-to-door to people. The amount of effort you're putting in to outreach, to truly outreach, is just absolutely commendable, and I'm uh, so respectful of what you're doing there. Um, something else you said that really stands out to me is, uh, again, mentioning Open Arms, that you help them and they help you. Um when beginning Good Samaritan, very early on, I started getting this sort of vision for just a, a little secret goal just kind of in my heart of something that I hoped would bear fruit from this. And what that was is as we brought more attention to Good Samaritans in this county and the work that you all are doing, that maybe you all would see each other and be able to start networking and working together more. And instead of just having someone here doing something, someone over here doing something, you could all be working together and accomplishing right. more. And um, so it just does my heart very well to hear uh, that you all are already in the process of doing that. You're seeing other people doing good work, and you're saying instead of us reaching out separately, you know, many hands make light labor. Let's do it together, and it's working effectively. Well, it's important to do that. I mean, um, with the uh, the warming center, for instance, uh, when we take meals up there, they're providing a place. We're providing the food. And I want to say this, that any organization that's reaching out to people, man, I give them kudos. I give them two thumbs up and just thank God for every one of you that's trying to make a difference in people's lives. You know, we're talking about open arms. We've mentioned them a couple of times. These are wonderful people. And the thing that people don't understand, maybe some of our listeners haven't uh, realized is that the work that's going on there and at our church requires a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And uh, their ministries require volunteers. The Warming Center requires volunteers. Um, it's just, you know, and we've worked with several other churches uh, to reach out and, and to uh, uh, to make a team effort to reach out. And, and, you know, it's not just us. I mean, you know... This world's not just about the fallen church of God. Mm-hmm. It's about people helping people, sharing a healing Jesus with a hurting world. Yeah. And so that's that's what we try to do is, is you know, um, communicate with different agencies and different churches. For instance, let me let me say this. Here a while back, we were able to give away uh, a tractor trailer load of food. Wow. And this has happened three times in the last six months. We've had two box trucks that came in, about 26 or 32-foot box trucks that came in and um, from Second Harvest. And so the third one that came in was a 53-foot uh, tractor-trailer. And so when it came in, well, there was a lot of people. I mean, we had enough food on there for 500 families. And so the people from these other agencies and some other churches came in and said, Hey, we, we are what you're doing. And... Um, uh, I could pull up pictures on my cell phone and show them through the microphone. So <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, but we had a lot of people from in our, in our church and from outside our church that came, you know. 
And so it just makes a difference. I think that it pleases the Lord when people work together to get oh, stuff absolutely. done. Amen. You know, Amen. I, I'm not a bit ashamed to say it. I mean, uh, you, you asked me a while ago uh, what spurred the, the uh, or ignited the desire to become a pastor. If you're in the ministry, you're called to be a minister regardless of whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody that's saved, everybody that's accepted Jesus Christ is called to minister to somebody. Amen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be just a handshake and a smile. Mm-hmm. But you're called to to minister means that you administer help to right. those that are in need. So That's whatever right. the ministry is, it could be a great. I've told our church several times. I said if I wasn't the pastor, I would want to be the greeter <laughs> because that way you get to see everybody yeah. and you get yeah. sometimes you get to pray with people and smile and greet yeah. them. You know, there's there's not much more. The psalmist David said this. He said, "I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to sit in the seats of the wicked." In other words, I would rather just put on a smiling face than to have the responsibility of leadership. (laughs) Amen to that. But, I mean, you know, it's a whole lot easier to just smile and shake hands with folks and say, hey, we are glad you are here today. Mm -hmm. And some people are just looking for that because you may be the only smile they see this week. Or this month. Yeah. You know? So it, uh, years ago, there was a man by the name of Bill Wilson who pastors a huge church in New York City. And somebody asked him one time, said, um, he was actually uh, from down south, down in Florida originally, and then he ended up in Iowa uh, working with another pastor. And so he left Davenport, Iowa, and went to New York City. And he's been there for many years. I mean, he's been there for many years. And he has so many young people coming to his church now. They have to start church on Tuesday and ended up on on Sundays. I mean, he has satellite churches wow. all through the, the the five boroughs of New York and so New York City. And so somebody asked him. He said, "Brother Bill said, when did God call you to New York City?" He said, "He didn't." And they said, "Why did you go?" He said, "Because there were people there, and they needed help." So there's people here in Campbell County, and they need help. So why not be an evangelist? Why not be a missionary to our region? God knows they need help. The homeless people need help. Um, pastors, business people, uh, it doesn't matter. School teachers, the the veterans, everybody needs help. Radio personalities need <laughs> encouragement. We all go through stuff, you True. know? Yeah. And so it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. Uh, one of our one of our biggest delights is to help veterans. I mean, we love reaching out to military veterans. We have about twenty in our congregation, and so we're getting ready to start a veterans ministry there. That's We've great. already got people that's on board. And, and man told me Sunday morning, he said, Pastor, when you get ready to start the veterans ministry, I want in on it. And so we're talking about everything from Korean War all the way to present day. Wow, we've got one young man that's working with our uh, outreach ministry now. That's uh, that's twenty one year combat medic. Oh my gosh! And so he's helping organize our outreach food ministry. Proud of him. We've got a retired lieutenant colonel. We've got uh, a man that was a door gunner in Vietnam. We've got all different positions. We've got a, a our youth pastor is a five year marine. I said, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> and so he's doing a wonderful job. And just in a very short time. Uh, now on Wednesday nights, we're about averaging about 90 people. And uh, so we've got, uh, I mean, it's coming up. It's coming up. The church had been down. It's coming up now. And in just a very short time, I'm talking about in 
I'm talking about in about four months, he's running about 60 kids on Wednesday night now. That is so wonderful. Yeah, and it's wow. growing amazing what week. God can do. It's I know. growing every week. We've got two church bands. They're both packed out, getting ready to go to oh. Winter Jam down at Thompson Bowling Arena. And so our church is just pouring out funds and, and helping and all that. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And that's yeah. something to be excited about for sure. Yeah. You know, speaking of the youth, um, we also understand that you have the weekly children's meals available through the midweek youth services, yes. as well as Sunday morning breakfast. Right. Can you tell us about that? Right. Yes. Be glad to. On Sunday mornings, we'll start there. On Sunday mornings, we provide a hot breakfast to people that come in. Uh, it, it's not just for the kids, but they, they're welcome to it. Uh, anybody that comes to church at LaFollette Church of God on Sunday morning can walk in to biscuits and gravy and sausage and, or, or, fried, or a fried bologna sandwich you know, or whatever they want, you know. And we try to make that available to them and uh, with orange juice and coffee and, and um, tea or whatever. And then on Wednesday nights, before our midweek service and, and youth uh, ministry starts, uh, we about 45 minutes to an hour before church time, we provide a, a, a hot meal. Sometimes it might be uh, it might be hot dogs and hamburgers on a Wednesday evening, or it might be spaghetti and and um, and French bread or whatever you know. Uh, it's but we have something there. It might be a hot bowl of soup, but we try to make sure because it's no secret and and not pushing anything that people don't already understand and know about but some kids just don't get the nutrition at home that they need that's right and if we can provide that when they come to the house of god while well, we're giving them the bread of life in a literal mm-hmm. sense yeah. jesus is the bread of life but if we can feed them well then it helps in that way too amen all right so again you're so heavily involved in making sure that the community is fed what led to that passion uh the need the need when i first came to the lord uh, I looked in our community where I was raised up. I'm originally from the uh, coal fields of West Virginia. And I looked at people who never went to church. And I saw them. And I'm thinking, if somebody doesn't reach them, what's going to happen to them? So I started going out on my own. People, I hear people say for years, well, I want to do something for the Lord, but I don't know what. Just go pray for somebody. You know, just knock on the door and say, is there anything I can pray with you about? I mean, there's always something to do. And so uh, as far as um, the passion to do it, it's uh, it's obedience to the Word. Jesus said to do these things. You know, he said that we're to reach out and go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Go places where nobody else wants to go. Yeah. Talk to the people that nobody else wants to talk to. Get down in the gutter with them. Years ago we had a... A, uh, a street ministry in a capital city and I've seen my wife on Friday evenings it, cu- it got to the point to where the, the city police would station a patrol car as long as we were there on their streets and they would be there with us to protect us it, because it was a bad part of town it was the so called red light district and what happened was I, we got to witnessing to pimps and prostitutes and drug dealers and getting them saved right on the street. There was a man one evening came up, and he just started bawling, crying. Some of our ladies told him, said, we don't know you, but Jesus loves you. And he started crying. He said, I was going for my first. Listen to this. He said, I was going right now to buy my first crack cocaine. Oh, my gosh. And he wow. said, thank God that you were here. I've seen my wife kneel down by the gutters and uh, pray with prostitutes and get them saved. Oh. 
And we've, we've also seen witches try to pray against us. But when our people, yeah, they would come out and join hands right on the street and start chanting and all this stuff and trying to run our people away. But our people just joined hands and started worshiping the Lord and singing, you know. And so, and so this one uh, witch, he got really mad and stomped his feet and just marched off and just, you know, just, you know I'm going to get out of here. You know? But, uh, and that was, I, I wish we had videos and pictures of that. But, but we were there when um, we've, we've seen it happen when that the police would come in and bust and do drug raids and undercover cops would come up to us. We thought they were street people. We didn't oh, know. Right. <laughs> and this one old guy came up, had on a trench coat, and his hair was a mess, and he hadn't shaved, and his breath was horrible. And he, he came up to me and just boom, just like that, changed his persona and said, Pastor, you need to get your people over on the other street. There's something big about to come down. I'm like, <laughs> you know, Holy Ghost, get me out of here. <laughs> and so anyway, but, but it's that type of a thing. There is ministry anywhere you go. It doesn't matter where. I mean, I've been privileged to do the invocation for uh, state legislative sessions and uh, prayed for governors in, in different states and all that. But, you know, even people that sit in high position need prayer. Mm-hmm. And so that's outreach ministry. And outreach ministry is is knowing that the Spirit of Christ and the love of God is flowing through you to try to make a difference in other people's lives. And that's, that's what the passion is. The passion is, you know, we're coming up not too many weeks away. We're going to be celebrating Resurrection Sunday. We're going to be celebrating Easter. And I was thinking as I was driving up here, the passion of Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection was the fullest work of compassion that God had for people like you and me. Amen. So yeah. His passion or His compassion is what propelled His passion. Mm-hmm. So if we have compassion on other people... One of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. If anybody needs mercy, I do. Mm -hmm. Paul the Apostle wrote 14 books of the New Testament, and he talked about that the love of God and and the mercy of God and the grace of God that saved him. And he said, And here I am, chief of sinners. Don't we all need, don't we all need mercy? Don't we all need compassion? So who knows? Mm. I think that when we sow the seed, that eventually it's going to bring forth a harvest. And our church is growing, and I attribute that to the fact that God is taking the seed that we're sowing and bringing forth an abundant harvest. I'm glad to be part of it. Is everything perfect? Heavens no. As long as there are people involved, there's going to be imperfection. But, you know, God has mercy on us. Yes, he does. Very, very well said, Pastor Dent. Um, Reminds me to paraphrase... As we're told in the Bible, not to be hearers of the word only, but to be doers of the word. I hear you quoting quite a bit of scripture as you're talking about your motivation and your guidance and your direction for what you're doing. And I see that these aren't just things that your church has read, that you've preached to them, but things you're doing. You're actively involved in doing these things. And something that uh, took many, many years for the Lord to finally get through my thick head is when it comes to the plans God has for you, those rarely happen in comfortable places. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to go where you never thought you would be to end up where God wants you to be. And as I hear you talking about being in these red light districts and even going door to door with your food and these other things, having witches praying against you, that's I see an example of that, that you are willing as a church 
to be obedient wherever that obedience calls you to. And I see the work and the harvest you're bringing forth because of that. But something else you mentioned is how we are all called to minister in some way, some form. So tying all that up, uh, what we always like to ask, one of the most important questions, in my opinion, is how can someone contact you all if they want to help? If there's someone there they have in their heart that they would be interested in being involved in this outreach, but they don't know what they can do, they don't even know how to talk to you about it, how can they talk to you all? How can they get a hold of you? And what exactly can they do to help? Well, um, come to church for one thing. But we do in, in our worship services, uh, in our midweek services, we push the notion and the idea and the vision that God has made us to be, as you said, doers of the word and not just hearers only, as the, as the Apostle James said. But um, uh, they can call the church for one thing, uh, 423-562-3500, If they want more information, they can do that. If they want to come by our church office, our church office hours are uh, 9 o'clock until 3.30, Monday through Thursday. And we can take them you know, through and show them how we work and how we operate. If they just want to come by on Thursday mornings especially, and see how our team operates in preparation for the food to be delivered. They're free to do that if they want to. Um, We are an open-door church, and by that I mean we're willing to teach whoever whoever wants to come in and learn how to do this. One of my greatest examples is Pastor Tommy Barnett from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, who was Bill Wilson's pastor at the time that Bill left Davenport, Iowa, and went to New York City. Uh, Pastor Barnett has had such a vision, and, and all they, they finally ended up buy, buying a hospital in Los Angeles, California. And at the time that they bought it, it was one of the largest hospitals in Los Angeles. And it's about, uh, I think it's about 12 stories tall, something like that. And I don't know, several, 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 several hundred square feet, and or, or thousand, I should have said. And um, they uh, they eventually turned it into the Los Angeles Dream Center. They bring people in and transition them uh, back into the communities. And that's one of our heart's desires. We want to be involved in that kind of thing. So, you know, if they want to contact us, they can call. I make myself, my cell phone's an open number. I mean, you know, I don't hide it because people need help. And so if they want to call the church, though, that would be the easiest way to get a hold of us. And like I said, it's 423-562-3500. And, or just drop by the church. And I tell them, uh, you know, we're, we're the church beside the Ford dealership and across the highway <laughs> from the, from the um, uh, high school. But that's getting ready to change our description because uh, there's a, a, a man that's in this area that's getting ready to build a 60-foot high cross like the one that's up at exit 141, mm-hmm. and he's building it right in front of our church on our church property. Nice. Praise God. So, so when, uh, but the one up at exit 141 is 100 feet tall. The one that's going to be in front of our church is 60 feet tall, 40 feet wide. Wow. Is that model wide? That, that yeah. is amazing, number three. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so the way that it's going to be positioned is 
I don't know if you've ever noticed or not, but coming up over the hill down by Community Trust Bank and heading back up toward the Woodson Mall and coming toward mm-hmm. our church, if the light hits just right, you can see the spire, the steeple on top yes. of our church. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you noticed I that? Have. I have. Well, imagine this. A 60-foot high cross pointing right down that straight stretch <laughs> and telling people, you need Jesus. I love that. Amen. I love so so what, we've, what we've been saying, that even on the even on the radio spots here that I do every week, I tell them, you know, we're, we're the church right beside the Ford store and across the highway from the high school, but we're going to, we're going to change that. We're going to say, we're the church at the foot of the cross. Oh, yeah, that, amen. That's well right. Said. That's where you need Because that's where everybody needs to come. You know, yeah, to, to, to find Jesus. Yeah, mm. I think it's cool. That is cool. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that'd be beautiful. Most definitely. That is just a awesome thing that God's doing with you all. And again, awesome work that you all are doing. Um, such an open church, such a willing church to reach out to the community and to accept the help of others. And I love that you said that you'd even train them. Something I often say about God is that he doesn't need perfect, he needs willing. And right. that's why I hear with your church. You don't need people that have skill. You just need people that are willing to learn and help. You know, you know one, of the, one of the common understanding uh, points is that God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Mm. If well God said. Is, huh? Well said. Okay, well said. <laughs> thanks. But uh, anyway, if uh, you know, uh, if if you've got a calling in your heart to work for the Lord, the Follow Church of God's the place to be, because we're not stopping. We're moving forward. We are moving forward. I've even talked to uh, to the uh, the owners and the station people here, you know, for TV, um, and um, we're getting ready to expand. Uh, we're thinking about doing a weekly TV program, and so uh, we're going to reach that out that exciting. way. Uh, we're just excited about what God is doing. Our God's an awesome God. I have no stories of woe to talk about God. Amen. We don't blame God for anything. People make bad choices. We all do. But God's there. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's there. He's there when we don't want Him. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. when we try to do it ourselves. But we can't save ourselves. We can't feed ourselves a lot of times. So we just have to have people to help. And that's, that's, that's the whole crux of the thing is... Just do what God's called you to do. Step back and watch what he's going to do next. <laughs> Amen. 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 Again, well said. Um, it's just been an absolute honor and pleasure having you here. And I think at this point it's abundantly clear to our listeners why we've chosen you as a good Samaritan. And we just want to extend our gratitude again for all Thank the work you, so you and your much. church are Thank doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be here. I've had fun. <laughs> you guys have made this easy. And, and okay. so anyway, just thanks again. And we appreciate the honor. Be sure to connect to our web channel at WLAF1450.com for a sneak peek of our Good Samaritan every Friday. Join us again next Saturday, 1030 a.m. on Radio 1450 AM 100.9 FM.